Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rust Report on the Bet AM 1520. Back by popular demand, we have famous author Lawrence Lemur. And you may have seen the movie on FX or FXX, the season premiere of Capote versus the Swans. And I was so proud of my guest here because I've interviewed him many times in his home in Palm Beach. And at age 82, he is getting such international acclaim for Capote versus the Swans. It was a magnificent interpretation of his book, and I'm so happy and proud for him with this accomplishment. A little background material, Lawrence Bourne One is an American author and journalist, a former Ford Fellow in International Development at the University of Oregon, and a former International Fellow at Columbia University. Lawrence Lemer is regarded as an expert on the Kennedy family and has appeared in numerous media outlets discussing American politics. And I was honored to be at the opening of the play Rose in Boca Raton about five years ago with Paul and Paulette Noble. And it was a wonderful production of Rose, very compassionate, uh, not so compassionate to Joe Kennedy, but it was very compassionate to Rose Kennedy. So I'd like to talk about Capote versus uh, the Swans. It was a beautiful production and internationally uh, broadcast, and uh, you did a great job writing this book. Let's talk about it. What is it all about, Capote versus the Swans? Well, my book is Capote's Women, mm-hmm. and that, and that uh, Ryan Murphy, who's the king of long-form television in Hollywood, uh, he, he, he took that and changed that into Feud, which, which is the second of these series, uh, Feud, co- uh, semi- co- feud colon, uh, Capote versus the Swans. That's what it is. Well, let's talk what it's all about. I thought it was w- very well portray- portrayed on international television, and I guess you're getting media requests all over the world. Let, let's talk about how it showed a Truman Capote uh, in a way it showed him to be malicious and on, in other ways they showed him to be a genius. Let's talk about the plot. Well, 
Robbie Batts is a wonderful uh, screenwriter, and he translated my book brilliantly to the screen, which doesn't happen all the time. And basically, the story is true. Uh, a poor gay young boy from Alabama comes to New York. He doesn't have a college education. At 23, he writes a novel and becomes famous and successful. And he rises up. He writes. He writes in cold blood. Uh, the, the groundbreaking true crime novel, the nonfiction book. And uh, he befriends these elegant, rich, distinguished women that he called the Swans. And they, they're his family. They're his, his ersatz family. And, he's, and he decides he's going to write a book about the, the rich, like Edith Wharton has written great books about the rich. Uh, 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 Henry James has written great, great books around the rich. Uh, Marcel Proust has written great books about the rich. And he wanted to do the American version of that. And he's going to use these women as his subjects. Now, if he had written a book of that caliber, these were very sophisticated women. They would have had no problem with it, even if they didn't come out perfectly in the book. But he couldn't write it. And he went on years and years. He was given all this money. And finally, to show some proof that he was still doing something, he published this piece in Esquire magazine, Quote Blast 65, which, which was a story. It just was, a, it was, just was this, this luncheon at the, at the restaurant where all these ladies at lunch were there. And he tore apart. He tore apart all of his friends. And they were devastated at what he did. And then most of them never talked to him again. And he was devastated. And he began to drink and take drugs. And he was never the same. He never finished the book. He never wrote much of anything else before he died. Well, you uh, think that perhaps he was destroyed psychologically, that he couldn't deal with the guilt of turning on his very close and dear friends, that that disabled him psychologically? I don't know if it, I don't know if it, was, it was just guilt, but it was... Uh, just re t terrible remorse. He's like, you know, you know. Sometimes in an automobile accident, so the, the accident happens and somebody's hurt, and their initial attitude is to pretend they aren't hurt. They walk away from the accident and then they fall down terribly injured. And that's the way he was. He pretended he wasn't hurt. He pretended it was nothing, and he pretended they would come back, but they didn't. And his life changed forever. Very sad. Again, the book is available all over the world. I see it in bookstores in Palm Beach in New York. It's Capote's Women with New York Times bestselling author, our guest today, the author of The Kennedy Women, Lawrence Lemer. It's a true story of love, betrayal, and a swan song, an era. Our guest today, the author of Capote's Women, Lawrence Lemer. It's, it's an excellent read, and now it's on international television with our guest Lawrence Lemer. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the cast. Uh, I thought they were wonderful, uh, the cast, a very famous cast with uh, Lee uh, Radziwill, uh, Diane Lane, Naomi Watts. Uh, let's talk about the cast. Well, Demi Moore, Calista Flockhart, uh, Chloe Sigourney, uh, Tom Hollander, I couldn't believe the cast myself. Each time they kept naming another one, and I thought, how much money does this production have to have so many stars? No, they were exceptional, uh, very, very exceptional. And well, they weren't just—they weren't just stars. They were wonderful actresses who were totally devoted to this product. 
when, when I, I was at the premiere and I talked to all of them and they just were so excited about being in this production. It, it was just wonderful and the uh, actor portraying Capote, Tom Hollander, was exceptional too. Yeah. Uh, I thought he looked like Capote, he talked like him, he acted like him. Uh, how did you find his portrayal? Well, I, w <laughs> I must confess, I've watched it three times. I watched it at the premiere, and I've watched it twice in my house. And each time I see different things in his portrayal, the tiny nuances of, 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 of the gesture, the walk, everything. It's just a, if he doesn't if he doesn't get an Emmy, something's wrong with the Emmys. Wonderful. Our guest today is Lawrence Lemer, for those who have just tuned in, and we're talking about his book, Capote's Women, that is now on international television as Capote versus the Swans. Now, you're talking about your next book is going to be on Andy Warhol. Where are you in that book? When is it going to come out? Well, I'm writing it. This is a trilogy. The first is about creative geniuses and the women around them. And the first one was Capote's Women, and the, about the swans, these elegant women. My s second book, which came out in October, was Hitchcock's Blondes. And Hitchcock had an obsession with blondes, so it's about these blonde actresses and Hitchcock's relationship to them. My third book, which I'm completing now, is Andy Warhol's, War Warhol's Muses, about the women around Warhol. And uh, what uh, publisher will be uh, marketing this book? Putnam. They're always Putnam. Very good. Wonderful. Let's uh, talk a little bit about the uh, lifestyle of these women portrayed in Capote's women. They seem to be rich. They uh, appear to be beautiful, intelligent, um, but they weren't that happy. Well, as I as I think I told Town and Country, uh, uh, there's there few greater pleasures in life than spending time with somebody who maybe who has more money than you have and is better looking and is unhappy. And that's what the eight hours of this program is about. They're rich and they're beautiful and they're unhappy. N not that it comes to the territory, but if you marry for money, you're going to pay the price. It sounds like they paid a, a very high price. And, 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 they, and lots of them paid it several times. Yeah, yeah. Um, Capote exposed these very dear friends of him internationally in a negative light, I believe it, devastated these women. Why do you think he did it? Do you think he did it for notoriety or do you, was it was a jealousy? He was jealous of their wealth and their acclaim? Why would he stab uh, four or five women in the back? I think he was an egomaniac, and he really couldn't be a true friend. A true friend has to be loyal. And even before he stabbed him in the back, as you say, he would, he would be with one of these women, and he'd be saying these nasty stories about the other. Then he'd be with the other one, he'd tell, tell nasty stories about her. That's just the way he was. He sounds a little bit immature in his behavior. Well, immature, yeah, I guess you call it immature, you can call it uh, whatever. For those who just tuned in, we're speaking with Lawrence Lemer, the author of Capote's Women. And you can watch on Wednesday nights uh, this program on FX and FXX networks. I just watched Hulu, it. It's on Hulu, too. On Hulu, too. And uh, I watched the first two episodes a week before the taping. It was 
you, you couldn't go away from the TV set. It was uh, very colorful, imaginative, and seemed very accurate. If you're listening in uh, Buffalo, Montreal, or northern Florida, drop us a note to the Bet 1520 to Brian Rusk. And that's uh, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners. I'd like to thank those who called regarding recent guests, businessman Matt Smith, Josh Eisen, billionaire self-made businessman in New York City, and Scott Marson, district governor for Rotary International. A little plug here, Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegman stores for home delivery. Call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. And uh, Lawrence Lemer told that some of the movie, the Capote versus the Swans, was filmed at the Polish consulate in New York. It sure was, and I was there one. I was there when they were filming it. What a beautiful place! I've been there many times. It's it's uh, tremendous. It was a beautiful. A private mansion before a uh, hundred years ago and it's it is magnificent okay a little bit more information about Lawrence Lemer he has also written best-selling biographies of other Americans including Johnny Carson the Reagan family and Arnold Schwarzenegger he's also written book about Donald Trump's historical resort Mar-a-Lago which is only about a mile from where we're taping this program on the Rusk Report for the bet AM fifteen twenty. Now you were talking about the opening scene that it was special for Capote versus the Swans. Why was it so special, Lawrence Lemer? Because in a minute or two, however long it was, uh, it captures the emotional poignancy of Truman Capote. His aloneness, just brilliantly. You, you, in that first minute, you see the whole you, know, you see the whole eight-part series, and not a word is spoken. Yes, he did appear in the portrayal based on your book, Capote's Women, to be a, a lonely man. And and right away, he he's such a brilliant Tom Holland is such a brilliant actor. You just know that he doesn't again. He doesn't say a word. He walks across that field, and you understand what has happened. Do you think that perhaps it was some degree of mental illness on uh, Capote's part? I don't know what mental illness is anymore. I mean, uh, no, he he made these decisions and he owns them. He wrote, you know, some great books. Uh, he was a fascinating uh, person to have around you, but he made certain choices. Well, part genius, part evil. Uh, let's talk about Hitchcock's Blondes, which is the other hit book that's available worldwide. It's available in all bookstores, and I imagine you can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Sure can. Uh, let's talk about this book, The Obsession, that Alfred Hitchcock had with blondes, blonde actresses. Well, he turned that obsession into some of the greatest these little movies. I mean, if you, if you go if you go on uh, uh, Prime Video, 
and plug in Hitchcock's names, name, there are 40 movies you can watch today. And, and, and watch not just as historical relics because you enjoyed watching them. You can, go, you can go back to 1927 and watch the silent film The Lodger and spend an enjoyable couple of hours watching that. That's how good he was. He lived at the commercial center of, of filmmaking and from the silent era to black and white to, to, to technicolor and he uh, all the time he, he, he wanted these films to be the stars, the, 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 the blondes to be the stars. And he put them through hell. That's what the movies were about, putting these blondes through these difficult situations until they came out okay in the end, in most instances. Let's uh, talk about the, there's a movie coming out on Hitchcock's blondes. Uh, when will it be? Oh, and it's not certain it's coming out. Ryan Murphy, who was who a producer of, 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 of Capote versus the Swans, has optioned this book. And... Uh, He's been obsessed with Hitchcock for a long time. So there's a good chance it'll be made, but nothing's guaranteed. Okay, very good. Again, we encourage all of our listeners the Rusk Report on the Bet 1520 to watch this program, really exceptional, Capote versus the Swans, and it's based on Lawrence Lemer's book, Capote's Women. It's available worldwide. We talked about this on a previous program, and I got a lot of calls from the Northeast when you appeared uh, a year ago on this program. Why did you refer to these beautiful, rich women as swans? What was the reason? Well, I didn't refer to them as that. Uh, Truman Capote named them that. But you repeated it uh, in your book. Well, so did, yeah. so did uh, uh, Ryan Murphy in his series. Because that's what they were. They, they were these beautiful, elegant women, and they uh, they lived. Uh, look how look how swans. Th think what a beautiful, perfect metaphor it is. They're so beautiful and elegant with their long necks, and they're they're alone. They're, they're alone. They always swim, uh, you know, f at least a few feet apart from each other. So, we see in this book a loneliness of the swans, and we see a loneliness of Capote. Inside of me, there's, there's an inner loneliness. There sure, there sure is. Because if you don't act with total trust in another human being, you can't be a friend. Now, on the other hand, and you could see it on the Capote versus the Swans, based on your book, uh, Capote's Women. He was the life of a party, also. He was oh, nobody better. He was a storyteller. And gossip. He had the best gossip. I don't know how much it was true, uh, but uh, a lot of it was. But yes, you want him at your party. But think of what the role he had. He, he, if he was going to go at these rich folks' homes, he had to entertain. He walked in that door, and he was, the day he stopped being funny was the day he no longer was going to be invited. But he also uh, showed to have a very cruel sense of humor, too, how he belittled uh, his male friend uh, nastily. So there was a very cruel part. No, he, there was definitely a cruel side to him. Okay. Huh? So he was partly he was a, bitchy, a vicious he was a man. Bi he was a bitchy man, okay? Talented, brilliant. gifted, brilliant. brilliant, but nasty. Nasty. Well, I'd rather not associate <laughs> with someone like that because we, then he'd be nasty towards me too. Don't worry, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, yeah he's gone. Uh, now, uh, buying your books, Capote's Women, 
Hitchcock's Blondes. What's the easiest and best way to buy these books? Well, the simplest is probably Amazon or Barnes & Noble, or just go into your local bookstore. Help your local bookstore. Okay, we like that. Okay, um, let's talk about his motivation to betray. Uh, it, it's a hard thing to understand. If you're close to these women, and apparently Mrs. Paley, he seemed to love her very much, why would he stab these four women in the back? Okay, first of all, you can't trust a writer. I say that as a writer. because I don't know, you seem to be pretty honest. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but, but everything is material for you, okay? Yeah. Any, anything you say to me today, I mean, unless you declare it off the record, if I find it useful, I'll, I'll put, put it in my pocket and one day use it. And that's what Truman did, did with everything. So, is he capable of being a true friend? That, that, that's the question. He's, he, he just is saving that material. He's writing a book about wealthy, the wealthy life in America in the early 20th, in the 20th century, and he's going to use whatever you tell him. Now, if I, if I were doing that, I would have disguised. I, 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 I would have disguised it. Okay. Which you would you would use different names and, I, and, and I would have cities. I would have so disguised forth. it so Completely, you couldn't right? tell. That, that wouldn't have diminished the value of the story, except. If you wanted it out there, you wanted to hurt them by having their names out there. So it was malice. Yeah, I think there was some malice. His sense of superiority. And and insecurity. Incredible insecurity that man to do that. Well, he destroyed valuable friendships. Yeah. And it seems that he never got over it. As you said, his career uh, went to heck from that. I'll tell you, if he came back on this earth for one day, and he saw, here's this series about him, and be so happy, and then he see what it was about, and he'd beyond, be beyond devastating, devastating, because it's not about the greatness of his writing, it's not about his immortality, about his writing, it's about his sinful conduct and the, and the results of that. It's a, it's a sad story, it really is. It is yeah. uh, you know, how he was a lonely man, and these women gave him stature right. and acclaim, and then he stabbed them in the back. Right. So, exactly. um, pretty evil behavior. Um, let's, I guess he had problems with the alcohol. He was depressed after he betrayed these women. In any way, did he show that he was regretful to have hurt uh, these five women? He would never say that. I mean, I think he was very depressed. Look, a writer's like there. there there's, and every writer I've ever known gets depressed. Okay, just comes. What do you do? Whether you, whether you know, uh, whether you Truman Capote or Norman Mail or whatever, you're spending most of your day. You spend your day by yourself in a room. It's very hard to do, day after day, week after week, year after year. And you get up, the book comes out, and then you you're alone again. And you have to start all over again. It's, it's emotionally very difficult. And how do you uh, overcome this? loneliness or seclusion, being an author, uh, what do you do to have outlets that make you happy and joyful? Well, first of all, with, with, with some measure of calculation, I build a network of friends that, that are emotionally important to me. And I have a wonderful wife who is totally loyal to me, and you don't want to mess with her. If she tries to hurt me, you better, you better go away. She's just great. 
Well, that's uh, that's very good to have that uh, support system. She's not system. Polish, but she's Serbian. That's going to have to do. It's not far away. <laughs> I've been to Serbia, <laughs> and I've been to Poland uh, 25 times. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about Capote's talents as, as a writer. You said he he was not a college graduate, and but he had the the gift for writing. He was a tremendous prolific writer, and and a beautiful stylist, a wonderful lyrical stylist. And apparently he had a wonderful lyrical style in speaking, too. Well, no, he, he was just, sometimes, but he just, he, just, he just had a way with words, and a way to confound and, 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 and mesmerize the people he was talking to. He, with that wispy little voice, you wouldn't think so, but he could do it. Well, uh, uh, it's sad because he had such great talent, and it seems that he was a very sad and depressed man. Earlier in his life, did he have more uh, joy and uh, contentment yeah, well, in his life before he betrayed these women? Yeah, but he, Jack Dunphy was his lover for years. Jack Dunphy was heterosexual who had, had who was in the chorus line in, in Oklahoma. So he was a macho guy to be in the chorus line in Oklahoma, the musical, in 1944. And he met Truman, and he, got, he was getting a divorce, and he fell in love. And they stayed together off and on most of their lives. Now, was this accurate as portrayed in the uh, television show Capote versus Swines of this uh, lover beating him? The, the, di the only difference, it didn't take place in, in the series. It takes place uh, in, in California in front of other people. Uh, in my book, it, it actually basically took place in Miami. He ended up in the hospital. And in some of these instances, he loved it. He was a masochist. Now, your new book that you're uh, writing now on Andy Warhol, who lived in New York City for many years, uh, what's going to be colorful and exciting in your new book? Well, he was this short, fairly unattractive, bald guy wearing a wig. Uh, and he wanted to ingratiate himself with the social elite, and he couldn't do it. They wouldn't invite him to their homes. So he befriended these beautiful women, and that was his entree. So my book is about his relationship with these women and what happened. And a great deal of drugs, just excessive drugs on most of their parts, especially amphetamines, is a devastating part of it. So there were some similarities between Truman Capote in your book Capote's Women and the new book you're doing on Andy Warhol of them embracing these wealthy, uh, well-regarded, powerful exactly. women. And, be, and beyond that, believe it or not, uh, 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 Warhol was so obsessed with, with, with Capote that he'd, he'd, he'd stalk him. He'd walk in front of his house. Were they friendly with each Eventually other? Eventually, friendly enough that, uh, that that Truman invited him into his famous black and white ball. One of the four, 540 people invited to that. Most desired ticket in years. Um, that uh, I've never heard of the uh, drug upset on the part of Warhol. Um, that's a sad situation. He took it every day, but he was I wouldn't. He he knew about just how much he could take. But these people were. They were shooting it up. They, in, in the factory, his studio, they were sitting there in front of him shooting it up. 
I'm sorry. My, yes. my two closest friends were both amphetamine addicts. One died, of heart, killed himself, and the other one on a broken man. So I, I, I'm really tough on these things. I don't, I don't like it. I think it's no good. Yeah, I agree. I'm sorry to bring the Rusk Report to a close. We're with famous author Lawrence Lemer. His books are available worldwide, Capote's Women and Hitchcock's Blondes, and we'll see another book coming up on Andy Warhol. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, Director of Production for the past 15 years, and thank you for enlightening us regarding your brilliant career, author Lawrence Lemer. Have a great week. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.